What if you have to see them? Jedward? Um, so I attempted to make like a crispy fried chicken thing. Uh, crispy fried... No, crispy chicken fried rice. And um, it basically ended up like a paella cooked by somebody that had never had paella before, but just seen a drawing of one on a cave. Uh, so it was basically just chicken, rice, loads of veg. No specific flavour, just kind of a bit, bit of a random mix. You should have um, just got like some chicken fillets, cut them up, got to make fried rice, done. You, you, you did it. If you started at uni, you your own like chicken wings, like fried chicken wings. No, nah, I think that was friend of the pod. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, well, I suppose, welcome back to Talking Heads and Tails. If you've run out of spices in your spice jar and want to make paella, but you've only got Chinese seasoning, ask Jed, and I'm sure he'll be able to sort it out. Um, yeah, welcome back, lads. How's, how's your week going? How, Brad, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm good, a bit sore. I um uh, first game in two years on Saturday and I got crusher tackle within the first five minutes, so my neck has actually been stiff. I don't think I actually appreciate rugby league. No. I didn't appreciate like Joe, you like watching rugby, you're going, Oh, get up, it's only or so a bit only a bit of pressure on your neck. It's actually so painful you won't actually realise. Yeah, what? How did you get on, Brad? First game for, for the new team. Yeah, it was good. Good. Well, as I said, first game in two years. It's good to get get back on the field, run around a bit, run at some big blokes. Uh, one, two, down in Cumbria. So, up the that's bloody Roosters. Up the Roosters. Up what position were you playing? Um, prop chucked them up. Did not pass the ball. Just tackled and ran it as hard as I could. Other than that, yeah, I think from when I was on the pitch, though, net score, I think we were down by, by about 10 points, which isn't good. So, need to get that changed in a couple of weeks, but I'm off now for a few next games in April, which is an absolute nightmare. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back. How many uh, how many carries do you reckon you took then, Brad? Um... I don't know, it's hard to work. Hard to figure that out. I'd say at least like between 10 to 15, which isn't too bad. It's not bad. That's not bad. How long were you stint? Uh, so, from, so I started, number eight, lovely. lovely. Uh, started about 25 minutes, came on second half, came on at half time for like 15, 20, and then came on for the last five. So I'm about 40, between 40 and 50 minutes. Good for good for a big old boy. A very unfit boy too. After five minutes. Up. You can never train yourself for a game of rugby. Nah. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree. Like, match fitness is just completely different. Coming on for the last five minutes is rough. Surely you <laughs> think, surely with 10 minutes left, you're thinking, oh, that's me done for the day. Oh, the strapping was off. I was strapping there. was off, yeah. The boots nearly were getting untied. And then, went, then someone, it's just... That sort of standing, someone just picked up a knock and they go, oh, just throw anyone on. I, I, I nearly went on at second row, so. Well, yeah, enough about my um, sore stories of rugby league. Jedi's your week? Um, 
Yeah, week was all right, thanks, mate. Not much to report, to be honest. I've moved back to Manchester, so it's good to be back in the northwest. But still, still just doing a mix of watching sports documentaries and going for walks and drinking flat whites. So I'm I'm living a bit of the dream, but I'm looking forward to being able to do a bit more stuff. Hopefully from next week. Have you been be taking been taking on anyone any of our advice from a couple of weeks back where we talked about our top sports docos? Yes, I have actually. I've watched Last Chance Basketball uh, on Pat's recommendation, uh, which I really enjoyed. I know you were a bit ambivalent about it, Brad. I don't even know if that's the right word. Indifferent. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I enjoyed it. I love stuff like that. Like whenever I, I did it with cheer as well, when I watch stuff that's like uni sports, just because they're life to their sports team, I just remember that's literally what it was like for us. Like, my degree was very much second to playing rugby for the university. And it just makes me miss it, even though the places we lived in were shitholes. And I hated everyone from time to time. I was going to say, yeah. do you not think watching American college is completely different to our university life? By yeah, but like some distance. Yeah, but they're all like junior colleges, aren't they? So it's like worse than our units. Um, yeah, although I, I think it's more like, you know, when you're at sixth form and like, it like sport is just the only thing you enjoy. Yeah. Like, that's what I see in things like chair. More, less so at uni, I suppose I didn't play really at uni, so I suppose I didn't, didn't, it's not the same feeling. But I do get what you mean, I definitely understand what you're saying. They're like the sort of people that only go to college to play that particular sport, whereas we went obviously to uni to study and then played rugby alongside it, even though rugby took over, whereas those at Cheer and those at Last Chance U surely just go like... there yeah, to try and make like D1 and stuff like that. I think with Last Chance U basketball, like, I think it's more about, um, like, they've got better opportunities. If they put all their, like, if they put all their effort into sport and did well at sport, their opportunities are going to be better than if they stuck in at school, because they're like, not from great areas. The school's not in a great area. Like they've got better odds at making it in basketball. Yeah. What one thing that last chance you makes me think is, like, I do think to some extent it's unfair that to be able to play professional sport if you are good enough, you're gonna have to be smart enough as well. Like you're gonna have to tick these other boxes to to get into your, your D one schools and then to get into your dr- the NBA draft, like the American dream, you can anybody can become anything. But if you've had a misdemeanor when you were younger and you can't get into LSU, you've not you've not got a chance of playing in the NBA, even though you might be the best player in the country. Like that's my only gripe with American sport. Like I do like the draft system. I think it does make sense that you go professional later, like because everyone develops in different ways. But I do think it can be a little bit unfair. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think the only thing I would say is, like, it's a nice idea, though, isn't it, in terms of, like, because I think because education and sport are so tied up in one another in the US that, like, obviously you end up playing in the NBA depending on what college you went to because it doesn't work like that in the UK. I think it would be good if in schools if, like, if you weren't sticking in at school, you shouldn't be able to play sport, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like high school. I think it also 
depending on what levels of education they get to. It's like you're literally giving them a gateway to be millionaires and, and really, really make, make something of themselves. So maybe along the way, education should be like an integral part just for their sort of better understanding. Yeah, I do get what you mean as well. Like, I think it can be the opposite, especially with football in this country. Like, you see people who have who are like trading at Man United like four or five times a week when they're like ten. Yeah, and like they get pulled out of school and stuff. So, like, I think that can be the opposite side of the coin. But like, you hear people saying just like you just need to enjoy sport at that age. You shouldn't be like on an academy at like seven. Yeah, I mean, how, how I many agree with? How many lads do you like collectively between us? How many lads? And uh, I, I say lads unfair, so I don't know. Uh, I had sort of not many female friends that played football, but like I know quite a, I know quite a few lads that were picked up by academies, and then we got to like sixteen, seventeen, and then were dropped after like put, like literally not going to school because they were playing academy football, and then all of a sudden they were just like, right, I've got like two GCSEs and nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, I do know a couple. I, th- I think everyone has that story of, when, especially like a lot of footballers, like, oh, I've had trials there, I've had trials there. Unless you're absolutely shy at football like me, you've probably never had a trial. But I think everyone always has that story of, of having a trial, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, again, not me, I'm shy at football. Uh, I just yeah, want to <laughs> bring another documentary up uh, while we're on the subject. So, and this is very. Uh, in keeping with some very sad news that we've had in the week. Uh, so I watched the Shane Warne documentary on Amazon. Uh, so obviously it's awful what's happened. And um, right, I know pain. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know that. There's a lot of pain going on in the cricketing world at the minute, but it was on my list anyway to watch. But after the news broke, I decided to watch the documentary. And honestly, what an amazing documentary. would 100% watch it on Amazon Prime. Um, Amazon reach out if you want to sponsor sponsor the pod. Uh, I'm not getting paid for this, um, but yeah, great documentary, and it just shows like how much of a like I, I don't think we appreciated it because oh well, I, I'm speaking for myself here. Uh, I was a bit too young when he was in his prime to remember him, um, but just looking back, he was just an absolute magician. And the term King's been thrown about. And I definitely think that King, both on and off the cricket field, some of the stuff that he got up to. Yeah. Definite stuff of legend. I can't agree with Roger. To be fair, there's been a lot of like. So, did you watch like the snippet of the. Or you've watched the docker, to be fair, of the Andrew, Stout, Andrew Strauss part where he's. It's probably my favourite thing about cricket is that sort of like interaction between between players like especially in test cricket where they're like trying to get him off the game and stuff and yeah he just calls him fucking shit and then it's absolutely <laughs> it. yeah he, he says something like oh you shots I think Warren says keep talking I'll hit you for six and then next ball just hits him for six yeah absolutely ridiculous like that he's just just absolutely brilliant and like they were saying that he can just he just intimidated people just by kind of just standing there, spinning the ball in his hand at the top of his mark. And yeah, just I mean 
after seeing some of his deliveries, it would it, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to go in a bar and face him first ball, not chance. Yeah, first ball in the first ball he ever bowls in the Ashes is the most famous ball ever bowled in Test cricket. Yeah, I think this touches on a point too regarding like I know that this document came out when he was alive, but you only really appreciate real greatness when like stuff like this happens, which is quite sad really because obviously. I know we touched on it earlier, Jed, about like, the Schumacher documentary. Like, obviously, that's more important now, watching that back, considering, like, the accident he's been through and, like, how out of the media is sort of thing. So maybe we should start watching podcasts when people are actually in the prime. Yeah, yeah I also think Shane Warne, like, was a hero. and was, like, I think, yeah, my, my only memories of him of what he did in 2005, which is... Like almost towards the end of his career, sort of thing. So I, I didn't see him in his prime like you, Jed. But like, I also thought that people's opinion of Shane Warne was tainted a little bit by some of the things he took up later in life, like rather than his actual cricketing career, which he's brilliant at, like which was brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Um, Brad, I know you're an Everton fan and you are watching the game. Please can we have a live update on what's just happened because my flatmate is watching it in the next room and I just heard a bit of noise going on. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, um, Michael Keane <laughs> has just gone top bins into his own goal. So whoever, <laughs> whoever Tottenham's left-back is, I think it might be Ben Davis, has just put this ball in across the box. Keane's gone for it and missed it. And Keane just absolutely rifled it into the top left corner. Would it have been an unreal finish if it was in the right goal? Ah, tops would have been off. <laughs> limbs everywhere. Limbs would <laughs> limbs would be everywhere. So Frankie Lampard's first five games in the league are going for one win and then a lot of defeats. So, okay. so yeah. Um, Speaking about teams that Brad supports and that uh, giving some disappointment. The wheels results. are coming off. <laughs> How would Salford do on Sunday? Uh, yeah, the wheels are they're not they're not coming off. I think the stabilizers are shaking a little bit. But oh, I mean, you... the wheels aren't coming off. The stabilizers are long gone. Yeah, maybe. I think. Um, I think if you asked me at the start of the year, I think I said this last week about being. Two wins from three. You asked me at the start of the year, it's been two wins from four, I'll probably take it. I think it's a big game on Friday. Hull KR. Uh, the reason for my stop then is Young Min Sun's just scored. So it's now 2 0. So this is the, this is the first. I like this live. Live, yeah, yeah. live podcast of a football game going on. And it's. Not as fun as what watching United v City was yesterday. But before we get on to any football and rugby, Pat, have you spoke about your week or are we just digressing away from it? No, I haven't spoken about my, my week. It's not not been very uh, very eventful. I was in Glasgow last week, which was good. Nice to be up there. Nice nice city. Good night out if you've ever if you've ever been um, or ever want to go. Could, would recommend it. Uh, and then I was in St James's Park on Saturday. Have they just gone three down, Brad? <laughs> no, I, just re-watching the goal of the ball going <laughs> underneath Jordan Pickford. 
Yeah, it was in St. James's Park on Saturday. Good win for the boys. Uh, excellent win, although um, one thing I would say, I got a bit bored, and I thought I'd never say that, but like, Newcastle went 2-0 up in the first 15 minutes, and like, in some ways it was really nice to see, and in other ways I was like, this isn't, I'm not used to this. Like, they just managed the game from that point onwards. Like, they, 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 they conceded a very silly goal, second half and it was then dodgy after that I was being like right we just need to hold on but for the rest of the first half after they put two away I was it was like right it was, it was honestly like watching a top a top six club just manage the game to, 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 to just control it and kill it so in some ways nice to see in other ways boring have you seen uh, John Joe Shelby's come out and written an apology for his, his performance is that he was a... he was a bit off colour yeah, is that a stride for wanting to keep that Saudi Arabian money coming into his pocket for a further, further two years? Yeah, potentially. But like, also as well though, Brad. Like, he's I don't know how I don't know what at what point in this thirties he is, but he's played. He's probably played ninety minutes for Newcastle every game this season. So like, he's all right to have one. Like, and he's worked really hard in every single game. I think this this week he didn't he didn't look right and he didn't he looked tired and he looked like All he wasn't, he wasn't is, doing weird. Newcastle have been shit for the last two and a half years. How many apology letters have the Newcastle fans had? But you but you do it on the back of a win. Yeah, I mean Brad can't argue with that. Um, but Brad. In his situation, would you be writing an apology letter? Oh. Thinking, I want another two years worth of Saudi Arabian money. <laughs> Absolutely. That's called loyalty. They'll, they'll love that. That's an extra yeah. like 10% bonus. No, no, to be fair, I, I do like it. I just think there's surely more context behind it. If you get beat, that's when you do it, not when you not when you win. A Newcastle be- fan's going to be on his back. Yeah, probably a little bit. I, I mean, if one, they are, one, they need to get a grip. Yeah, yeah. just one. On the uh, on on my week, uh, I do have one slightly embarrassing story to tell. Uh, not embarrassing, but you'll laugh because this is the least me thing in the world, right? So, um, with one of the, with a friend of the pod, uh, off to the football on Saturday, and there's a bar that we go to often before games. Uh, serves a very nice pint of Guinness. Um. We got in and it was rammed and there's three floors of it, right? It's rammed. So we went up to the top, the third floor and we walked in and there's loads of fellas stood up watching the football. Uh, Leeds versus uh, Leicester at the time. We, we sort of walked in. We, we go there quite often in the midweek as well to watch Champions League. And it's sort of similarly, like quite busy. Lots of lads stood up. Um, walked round to the bar, got to the bar. A couple of lads at the bar, quite quiet. What do you want? Oh, two Guinnesses and two Jamesons, please. Yeah, no worries. Lad next to me says, why have you just pushed in? And I was like, what? And he was like, why have you just pushed in the bar? I was like, oh, I didn't see the queue. And he was like, what? That queue of like 45 lads all stood up. <laughs> <laughs> and me and the other lad there were like, oh. And I was like, look, I'm really sorry. I genuinely didn't realise you were you queuing. And they got we got served in the end. But I think the most painful was, point was the lad who I was with turned to me and said, do you know what makes this funnier? You're the last person in the world to push in front of people. 
Oh yeah, 100%. You, and I, I just mean... honestly wanted to die. I wanted the world to swallow me up. I think also your issue there is they definitely thought you were from Brighton. Yeah, that and that was the thing. He's from Glasgow, so I got him. I, I, I sort of rely on him to do a bit more of the talking. Um, but that's the problem. Like I was saying, I was saying that to him at the time. I was like, I find it best just not to speak in these situations because I'm just going <laughs> to piss them off more. Yeah. What? Um, I was going. How are you? How are you? <laughs> How are you? Sorry. How are you? Two things that I would say is one: How many times did you apologise? And two: Who queues at a bar? Yeah, so Kewin's wrong. And also as well, what I thought was a bit, if you've got a problem with it, point it out sooner. Don't yeah. watch Don't watch me order. Let them start pouring two pints of Guinness and then saying, you've pushed in. Like, yeah, I agree with just that. Just cut, cut me off straight away and be like, can I, ask, can I just raise the point of what you mean by who queues at a bar? No, but like you don't like that. You don't queue for a bar like you queue for the bus, do you? Not like a single line. No, not a single line. What was you there a single like... line? No, when I—that's the thing. We got to the actual bar, and there was one bloke at the bar leaning up against it. So I was like, "Oh, no! They must just be watching the football." Anyway. Ah, all right. I was going to actually ask you, Pat, regards to because I know you went to the game. Do you have like a? a standard sort of rich, ritual before a game, what you do? We have done this year. Uh, start at stack. Nice. Nice. Get some food and a couple of beers in stack and then we move up to... Um, uh, where have we gone since? No, so normally we just go straight from stack to the... Um, uh, the, the, bar, the bar in question that we'll main nameless that you're all familiar with near... Certain cosmic ballroom, it's on yeah. the corner. Can I just ask what food you're having at the stack? I'm having uh, normally I have a falafel and halloumi wrap from the bake, and we share these little things called cheese sambusaks, which I can only describe as cheese pasties that have been deep fried. They're, they're, they're absolutely amazing. Sound nice. Uh, yeah, have that, good. few pints, and up. Up to the ground via the bar that remain nameless. At half time, we have a beer and a bovril, and then. Right, um, well, well, one minute, don't just skip over that. You have a beer and a bovril. Yeah, so we have a beer and then we take a bovril into the stand. Oh, because you can't take alcohol into the stand? Yeah. I still think that is the weirdest mix of two, two beverages you can have. So uh, we're tailing it off because the weather's getting better, but when it's really cold, it's quite nice to have a hot drink at half time. And by that point, um, if I have too much more alcohol, I won't remember much of the second half. That is fair. It's good to have a plan like that, though. I think Newcastle, when it is so in the city, is just probably one of the best. Yeah, yeah. Best well, not finished yet. And then we get out. We tend to leave at like eighty-seven minutes. If well, like we on Saturday, we left at eighty-seven minutes because no, Pat, stop that. You never leave a game early. You always cut well, the boys no. off. No, 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 wait there. So we sit at the back of the stand in the same seats every time, right? And we stand up all game. And then when the clock hits 87, we start walking down the steps. So by the time we get to the bottom, by way, where you go out, the, the game finishes. How far are you walking? Like, kind of Great Wall fucking China or something? 
oh like the thing is everyone does it so you just take a step like maybe every 30 seconds a minute like it everyone's doing it so because it's like there's lots of season ticket holders so everyone just slowly gets there and then they all stand around the like the dugout bit where you like go in and like there's just loads of people just stood and then it goes and then everyone moves, goes out especially that Patrick is you'll you'll get out but you're not getting out to get to the car or rush home you're getting out to the go to the boozer yeah but we go to the town wall and it's a good pub but if it, if you get there when it's busy it's the, the bar's like five deep so we get in get a pint get a seat and then we're done is it town wall the one near the bridge uh, no the town wall's the one up um pink lane behind between the subway and the greggs the one behind what was uh gotham r.i.p oh, oh, yeah yeah i know which one you mean nice place nice good place boozer. good really really good booster so that's our little saturday ritual that is nice <clears throat> You've disappointed me a bit, but I, res- I respect Jim Puttle on a Saturday. Well, what's uh, disappointed but... you about it? Why, why are you being Leaving aggy? Early. Why are you being aggy now, Everton and 2-0 now? You, you, you go, if you watch in football, you're there from from kickoff, and then you don't leave until the boys the boys are walking off the pitch. I'll tell you what, Brad. At least he's there to um, at least he's there to clap them off, even if it is on the 89th minute. At least he's not on his sofa. Watching you 2 0 down against Tottenham. Yeah. Armchair support of you. Yeah. Yeah, lads, Brad. Lads, Come on. We've, we've had calling pod- people out. We've had this podcast put in for weeks and I couldn't couldn't go all the way down to London without missing without missing this podcast. So unfortunately. I've actually not, not been to an Everton game in in a long time. Is that you being? Is that you being shocked at the fact you've not been to an Everton game for a really long time, or shocked at the fact that Everton are playing shit? No, nobody's shocked that Everton are playing shit. But come on, <laughs> no. Um, I've started. I, I just like going and watching rugby, football. I'll go and watch it every now and then. But I've been to I think City games more than I've been to Everton games in recent years. We need My, to get a. Um, my phone book, league game booked then. Yeah, my phone book this year is two, well, three City games and one United game, zero anywhere else. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not a football. I think watching football live is too busy. I just don't like. I just don't like places that crowded. Personally. Oh, you'll fit in fine at the AJ Bell with Salford playing. Loads of as a rule of as a rule of thumb, if you have to wait longer for a piss than you do for a chicken balty pie I'm not good <laughs> well can't not argue with you there I do like I think we I think what we should do is experience like a like proper non-league game but like make a proper session out of it so yeah we'll book so, somewhere to go for a weekend and have we'll have seen that um, Twitter page the football scrum one yeah, it comes up constantly. Yeah, so a couple of the lads that uh, I know from home uh, and good friend of the pod uh, who I live with um, have been speaking about going to a place called Avros, which strands look amazing. So definitely, that's pretty local to us as well. So that if they good. go, we'll make a day of it. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, that sounds really good. No, I do. Because even when I went to that rugby union game the other week with the old famous boat race, that was good because it was, it was a decent standard and like just better feel for it. Yeah. So let's get on to a few topics for this week then, boys. So I think what I'd like to start with is the NRL coming back this week. I think we can all say we are overly excited about the thought of watching Tommy Turbo make people look like kids and the thought process behind Teddy and the Roosters. What are you thinking, boys? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, Matt. I'm really excited. Uh, obviously, uh, going to be shouting for the Panthers again. So looking forward to see them rip and tear on, on Thursday. But, yeah, apart from that... This, Would you this say one. you're a Panthers fan? Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably say they're, they're my chosen team. Um, just because you, I look... Are you just doing this? So, Liverpool football, one of the best in the world. St. Ellen's... Easily the best in Super League, and you just gone. I'll get an easier life by going Emirates and Arrow. Um, no. So I've always supported St. Helens. I've always supported Liverpool. Uh, Penrith, when I got back into the NRL a couple of years ago, just looked like they had the most fun. You know, they just looked like they didn't care. Carefree, go out, have a laugh, shake some hands. Score some tries, truck some nuts. Yeah, was that when they were celebrating in people's faces and stuff? Uh, yeah. They were I've got all, a lot of time for it. Yeah, they were playing on real footy then, to be fair. If I played footy that well, I'd be taking the piss too. Well, who's your team, Brad? An RL team? I actually don't have one. Um, I, I like to pick like, certain teams to win. Quite like the Bunnies. Um yeah. I'm an avid Parramatta Eel uh, shirt buyer. Yeah, so I, I wanted to bring this up with you, as you, you have with me. So Everton, Salford, Parramatta. Have you just kind of looked at teams that are never going to win the league and thought, you know what, I'll support that? <laughs> um, well, I've always supported Everton. I've always supported Salford. And Parramatta just threw the ball around. <laughs> how, many, um, how many cups have you, you seen your teams win in total? Uh, no. No, Parramatta aren't my team. Well, then again, if I said South Sydney were my team, I could only say one premiership. Yeah. Um, I just actually, I think that's why I enjoy NRL so much. I've not really got that avid passion of supporting a club. I can just actually enjoy watching it. Whereas at the minute, if I watch football, I would believe I absolutely hate it. Because we get beat every week. So, that's my thoughts on it. Pat, I think this is your inaugural season. Of... Yeah, this is my first season. So, it's too soon to tell. But, I mean, uh, other than the North Wales Crusaders, I'm, um, I'm, 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 neut- I'm neutral ground when it comes to supporting teams in the Super League or the NRL. Have you got any inclination of who you might want to support? Who I could want to support. Yeah, I was yeah. just looking at that. I think we should come up with a team, an NRL team See, to right now. Do you know what? I I've think always you should support. I quite you know like what? the rabbit. 
No, Missionary no. Man, North Queens and Cowboys. No, definitely not. Go on, Pat. Why, why the Rabbitohs? I just like the time that um, uh, Russell Crowe landed in um, St. Allen's in his helicopter and they were like, aren't you meant to be at the Grammys? And he was like, <laughs> no, I'd much rather watch Rugby League. And I thought, I like him. Maybe I like the Sydney, uh, uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah, I do. Oh, are they the oh, South Sydney Rabbitohs? They're not, are they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. All right. They're not really based in like a... Yeah, we'll come back to that. But anyway, they're not really based in South Sydney, are they? But yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. I think they just play. I think they have a couple of grounds. Yeah. Because the Roosters are called the, the East, aren't they? Yeah, because it's Eastern Suburbs and they're like Bondi. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that, that they'll be my team. Yeah, I'm not allowed. Does that upset you, Brad? What the bunnies? Yeah. No, I like the bunnies. That's that's um that's good. That's a good pick. I think they'll. You know, I reckon they'll struggle this year, but that's my. Is that why you think they're a good professional pick? opinion? Because <laughs> you're going for the uh, underdog. Yeah, he was an underdog. But like, who loves an underdog? By struggle, you mean maybe finish fifth. Um, so I'll go Roosters, Manly, Storm, Penrith, Eels, Bunnies, Sharks. That's my seven. Yeah. I love how you've copped out on the hardest position that nobody really knows who's going to finish eighth. Yeah, that's a bit of a cop out. I'm trying to think and. I've definitely missed up someone that I should really say. No, because like it's between like Broncos, Titans. Yeah. Who else? That's really it. I think this is definitely going to be the most competitive year because I think everyone below the top eight last year is really strengthened. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to watch the Sharks because I think. Yeah, same. They could be really good because they've recruited well and got a new gaffer, which is always good. Um, I'm excited to watch West Tigers for JH31. Um, I hope he does well. So, if if I want anyone to go get the eight, I probably want either Broncos or Tigers. Yeah, I mean... I think Broncos have got a really good shot, to be fair. But I think I can see Gold Coast doing it again. Personally. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't disagree with that. But, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think Manly finishing second is an absolute ridiculous shout. I don't think it'll ever happen. I'm sorry. Is that is that Brad shout or the Hello Sport boys? Brad shout. Oh, according to them lads, they're finishing first. <laughs> yeah, they're winning. <laughs> yeah, they, they, honestly, I just don't think. I mean, I know that there's a lot of hype around them two individuals about um, Morgan Harper and um, what's the other centre called? Who's a Brad Parker. Brad Parker. But I just don't think they're up for it, up to it, especially in the big game. I just think they beat the rest. So Yeah. 
Um, as I touch on, beat the refs. Uh, Everton will go three 0 down. Who scored? Uh, Harry Kane. Oh, what a boy! What a boy! Yeah, didn't do it at the Euros, or did it? Nope. No. Um. Okay, so sticking with rugby league, our Saints going to get beaten this year. Call me bias. I don't think they are. They don't. They certainly don't look like they're going to, do they? No. Unless they get it on a wet and windy night at the AJ Bell. Brad, come on. Let's be realistic here. You just lost against Huddersfield. Um, Catalan away might be a tricky game for you. Yeah, Catalan away yeah. might be a shout. I think Wigan will... Obviously, the Derby, Wigan have got the team as well to, to maybe... Yeah. Maybe I think we're going to have the team only if Saints have one or two out. I think Saints, yeah. Saints pack is just too strong. Hmm. Um, it'll be interesting this weekend against Warrington. Another big team against... Uh, no, big I don't... Team just, to, just to gauge where they are, really. I don't rate Warrington. I think, I think you'll put, like, 30 on them. Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, Warrington maybe not great. that confident, but I'd be surprised no, I, if they do a job. It's easily one of the most. I know it's a bit stupid to say. What we won it two years in a row, three years, three years, fourth year this year. Yeah, it should be say because obviously we won it three years in a row. But this is one of like, the strongest Super League sides we'll probably see, mm. especially in recent recent times. Anyway, just like so dominant, just all. Oh, all over everyone. Just and they don't even do anything different, just play the same style every week and it just mauls everyone. Yeah, I've I've been really, really pleasantly surprised with the young lads that have stepped up being Dodd and Wellsby. I just yeah. they've really, really obviously they both showed that they could do it last year and the year before, but putting a lot of pressure on them to start every week and especially like Coot and Farge coming into their positions. I think they had some some solid boots to fill, but they've uh, exceeded expectations. As always, Saints have signed really well. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to win four on the trot. It'll be good. We'll we'll be there again at the grand final. Would it be the Probably same game, Jack? Pardon? Same game, Jack, and again this year for the grand final? It, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I've got Leeds in the grand final. They're not on three. Or one and three. Um, no, no. But beat, I still beat, think, I think, uh, think they'll come good. They beat Wakefield this weekend. Didn't they? I think their squad's just probably won't like. Who they got? Maybe second or third squad? Who we can put challenge? I think it's going to be. Apart from Saints, it's going to be competitive in that middle pack area. So I think Huddersfield could come. Finish strong. Yeah, Salford will nope. be in a relegation battle, so we won't talk about them. Um, FC and KR might be down there with you lot, you boys. Shit, sing, shit slinger cup. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of. I think it's like a half and half here where there's a lot of good, but there's a lot of really just like inconsistent performers. 
Like how yeah. FC put 40 on us and then got beat by Castleford, who we put 26 on in the first yeah, game of the season. The team Castleford out, had out as well. But they didn't even it have a doesn't make sense, that. They didn't even have a hooker. Yeah, I know. It was just mental. But it's yeah. worrying. I know, yeah. Um, so, football, going back to football, did anyone watch the... We're going to and from a bit this week. You can tell this isn't our most um, organised episode, but oh well. Uh, did people watch the Manchester Derby? And do you agree that it was a shit show if you're a United fan? Um, yeah, well, I'm not a United fan, so it was quite good to watch. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I do think City would do that to any team apart from Liverpool in the Premiership. But that second half was absolutely horrendous from United, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was really bad. Very funny. (laughs) It was hilarious. But City are good, aren't they? That Mares goal, like you, I think the best thing about United being on Sky Sports is that we get to see that. Little Irish bearded fellow, Roy Keane, just go absolutely ham week in, week out. <laughs> I think he's probably said every single profanity against United and their lack of effort, and it's absolutely glorious to watch every week. Yeah. You can't disagree with him, though, really, can you? No. It was, it was good for this week because the, um, what's he called? Is it Dave Jones, who commentates. Yeah. He says, oh, why are you, why are you be the manager? <laughs> I think he's just like, absolutely no chance. Speaking of why don't you become the manager, has anybody seen that quote from Zlatan? No. Saying that someone asked him if he'd ever become a manager and he responded something like, because I'd punched two players whilst they were playing and the other nine whilst they were in the changing rooms after. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah, put it past him as well. I think. Yeah, uh, he loves he loves giving off like the hard man image. I mean, he's probably absolutely nails, but he does give it off a bit too much for me. Yeah, agreed. yeah. Talks himself up a bit, but he is one of those people that he's doing it, and you you sort of in the back of mind don't doubt that he probably would do it anyway. Yeah. Um, I do think though that United and Arsenal both are struggling from. Managers that were managers for too long, like yeah. I think I wouldn't want to be United United's manager purely from what hangs over them still about the whole Ferguson days and same from the Wenger days in Arsenal. I think like I think it's a tainted a tainted brush because your fans expect so much from you. Yeah, they might have to fall into what Newcastle has been for the last five years. Do you know where you went? from the glory days just down to the struggles. Yeah, I think Newcastle fans expect expect Newcastle to be like they were in the late nineties when Aspria and Ginola and you know that, that sort of Shearer all playing together, like it was just ridiculous. Um I think that's what older Newcastle fans expect. Newcastle fans like me obviously liked it when we were getting sixth, seventh in the league, but I've never seen Newcastle be as good as like my parents' generation have seen them play. 
what's the best Newcastle team you've seen, Pat, that you can remember? Is it like the Papi Cissé, Denver Bar kind of? Yeah, team? I'd say that. I, yeah, Pat and yeah, so I, th- I think that was the best. That was the best uh, one that I've seen. I think I went to watch. I went to watch Alan Shearer's um, testimonial match, and like it was nice to see Alan Shearer before he stopped playing. But the team around him wasn't wasn't doing much. Um, but like, yeah, we had we had some decent players at, at once once upon a time. I think the 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 say Denver Bar, Hatton Ben Arthur, um, Johan Kabai, sort of. Um, Chet was, yeah, it was probably the best. Yeah, yeah RIP. I'll never forget that 4-4 draw against Arsenal. Yeah, um, I think um, your, in recent times anyway, your best team got Alan Pardew a seven-year contract. Yeah, it did. Yeah, without a doubt. Nuts, that, isn't it? But like, I think, even, even when I think about Newcastle, there's a time when like, when Joey Barton and Andy Carroll were playing in the Newcastle team, like they weren't weren't terrible. That was a Pardew team. Yeah, well, I don't think Alan Pardew. He did well until he got a seven-year contract, and probably when I've got a decent payout here, aren't I? Because the stress of a manager must be horrendous. So he's probably. Must be I, remember, I don't actually know when he got the seven-year seven-year contract, but. It was like times, like years and years ahead, where people go, Alan Pardew could still be Newcastle's manager, and they've had about ten managers since then. Right, I think we should move on to uh, this week's top top segment, which was set by Jad. Yeah, so gone away from random stuff this week so we'll see uh there might be this might be the driest episode we've ever done so if it is apologies but ah you live and learn and we'll we'll see but what i have done is asked us all to come up with your dream uh batting lineup of england players so your top five batters um i would like to say my caveat of I've picked players that I can remember playing, that I can remember them at their prime, and that, yeah, that like no, I've not picked anyone before my time really, and I've not really looked at the stats so to say. I've just gone off vibe and vibe alone. Anyone else want to get some caveats in? Uh, I'd like to get the caveat in that cricket has never been a top three sport of mine, so knowledge can sometimes go amiss. Yeah. Um, so that's quite a big caveat. However, I do have a little bit of knowledge in regards to the five that I've picked. Whether, nice. the, whether the order is correct, I don't know. Whether what I'm going to say following my picks is correct, I also don't know. Makes it more interesting that though, Brad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's good. Pat, Much more you've interesting. Got any caveats? Uh, similar one to you I've only chosen lads that I've watched yeah no. oh, can I just, I just are we going in test order 2020 or one day is? I assume test I yeah, assume, assume test, test. alright good because I was made in test it's a round of one <laughs> yeah uh, to be fair if it was like if it was one day is, I'd basically pick the top five that won the World Cup 
Oh, okay. Shout. You just you keep it at that. Fair yeah, enough. probably. Um, Good job of doing tests then. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty would be a bit different. Um, oh man, yeah, it, a lot. Of in fact, maybe I'd have one player in. We'll see. Uh, okay, so shall we all go round with our openers? Yeah, one and two, or just just who's facing? Um, shall we go one and two? Yeah, go one and two. So striding out for my team is Andrew Strauss and Sir Alistair Cook. Um, I know you've got two left-handers there. Not ideal. You've got a left-hander and a right-hander. But um, to be honest, I don't think there's anybody else really to pick from apart from them to and Marco Streskovic. And just because they won the Ashes down under and Trez didn't, that's why I've gone with them too. Uh, when Strauss retired, nobody had nobody's really replaced him and Cook just went through loads of different partners and since Cook's re- retired the openers for England have been an absolute shit show and it's they are the opening batters are something that we've struggled with constantly since Strauss retired which was what like nearly 10 years ago so that's why I'm going and that is the reasoning Patrick yeah, we're getting through this pretty quickly because basically exactly the same. So going in the middle, I'd have Strauss and uh, Andrew Strauss and Alistair Cook. Um, I struggled with the same thing. Triscothic's on the sort of on the limits for me in terms of watching him as well. So yeah, like I didn't feel like I could fully justify putting him in as my opener because I was like, he he was brilliant, but like. I, yeah, he was on the fringe for me in terms of like when I got interested in cricket. Um, but yeah, two in an ideal world, you'd have a lefty and a right a right hander opening the batter, batting. Um, but yeah, I couldn't come up with a better better opening partnership. Who would you have an opening face in there then? Um, I don't know, just probably which one. Um, which one fancies on it day. a bit more? Yeah, yeah, yeah fair. Um, I like it, Brad. Um, well, before, probably like, I'd say like 15 minutes ago, I was actually going to go <laughs> Andrew Strauss and Michael Vaughan, but then I realised about Alistair Cook, so I would also go Strauss and Cook. I don't know why Michael Vaughan came to mind, mainly probably because my biggest memory of cricket is that Ashes series, it's 2005. Yeah. So I think... Michael Vaughan did bat in the Ashes 2005, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was captain. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I think that's probably from memory as to why Michael Vaughan came up. And then I might have put Cook at three. But then I'll probably just go Strauss and Cook. Like it? Yeah, I like it. I'll also just say on Cook um, that when we won the Ashes down under, he was basically just like unstoppable. Lights out. Oh, an absolute yeah. man on a mission. Can, and that's what just, made me fall in love with him. Can I just ask why Michael Vaughan's not coming to conversation for you guys? I've no because idea. Because he usually batted three. Ah, right. <laughs> so that's probably the I'll, main reason. Yeah, I've left. I've left everyone out who's been caught up any controversial uh, news articles <laughs> recently. <out of> <laughs> so when Michael Vaughan yeah, batted agreed, three, man. who batted one and two? Is it Cook and Shrubs? Treskoffic and Strauss. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I don't really like my top five batters to be sprinkled with racial allegations. So, yeah. <laughs> not allegedly. 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 Well, yeah. 
to our knowledge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if it's in the papers, that's it. Uh, all right, I've gone really boring from number three because, um, yeah, I, I think they're the best top three I've ever seen England have. Again, I think we've really struggled to replace him because I don't think Joe Root's a number three, but Jonathan Trott. I just think he was so solid. It was just like your absolute meat and potatoes number three. Absolutely. Like, he could just bat for days. If I saw Trot one run off 80 balls, I'd be like, yeah, what a day of test cricket. Yeah, uh, I had a feeling you'd choose him. Yeah, no, good good number three, all round. Can't argue Have you it. gone, Pat? Um, I've gone for um, Nasser Hussain in at three. Oh, that was my um, yeah, that was my my choice. Um, Nasser Hussain actually, who didn't start his career off as a number three batsman, started his career off, got selected to play in India, and then didn't play again for three years after that tour. Nice. And then when he got um, called up again, David Lloyd, or as we know him, Bumble, said, um, "You're coming to play for England, but you're batting three, and if anyone." If you're good enough to make it in Test cricket, I can move you from batting five to batting three. So, I'm locking Nasser Sain in at three. One of the best uh, pundits. Oh, hands down. Um, do not, to offer. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what I really like about him? How much of a focus he puts on when he does Test match special in all the breaks. He's always one of the guys leading the charge on um, coaching, like using that time to like get in the nets and show people what's gone on in the first session or the middle session or whatever yeah. um, and how and how that translates into amateur cricket that that's what that's one thing i really like about him off the pitch is like he's really really invested in improving game for for people yeah massive advocate for the women's game as well i think huge yeah no i really like him i like i like how um I was watching the back couple of his highlights when I was eating my lunch, and I do quite like how hot-headed he is at the crease as well. Yeah, he's quite, everyone takes yeah. a piss out of him. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Anyway, Brad, who are you locking in at three? <laughs> Michael Vaughan. <laughs> um, Again. <laughs> no, no, it's not, not Michael Vaughan. I had some weird names in my head, and I don't know why. Like, Rob Keys came to mind. Yeah. But then I just done a bit of Dior, and he didn't actually play that many games for England. Yeah, but yeah, that's he fine. off vibe. It don't matter. Yeah, it's what you want. I could go on Yeah, it could be could be the top five Sky Sports punditry team that you're choosing. <laughs> he's, all, he's also a good pundit. He is a very um, good pundit. Great pundit. Yeah, I'd actually do Joe Root at three. Yeah, honestly, you can't argue with it. I don't think. Yeah, big shout. I think um, he is brilliant. Because um, four and five are. It's just going to be vibes. Yeah. I mean, I'm all up for, you know, un, I don't think England test selectors pick off five enough, personally. No, I think, yeah, I completely agree. Like, what a massive vibe pick was when um, Steve Smith got injured in the Ashes and they brought in Manus Labashane. I think that just was, watching the test documentary on Amazon, that was just off vibe. And was off vibe and look at him now. It ended it out, yeah. So, yeah. If anything, if in doubt, pick up vibe. Professional lacquer remover. Yes, that's what you need. Hi, I'm yeah. Marnus. Do you need some lacquer removing from this cricket ball? 
Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, four. I went Joe at four. Right. Yep, same. Interchangeable for four. Current test I captain. think he's more comfortable. More yeah. comfortable batting at four as well. Just from watching him, I think. Imagine if you had a top three that could actually bat. And then he came in and he wore some lacquer off the ball. And he can just do what he wants. Yeah. I think it's a funny one, isn't it? Because Brad's picked him at three. That's where he's been batting recently. Um, I picked him at four. I think one thing that we're not doing justice there, though, is is how big of a difference it is batting at three and batting four. Like, yeah. they're very different positions in a batting order whilst they're next to one another. They, like, you could be asked to do a very di- completely different job where the job of the openers is to go and see, see a bit of lacquer off nut. Yeah. Essentially. What I, what I would say, though, in recent times, the difference between Joe Root batting three or four was coming out at 10 for one or coming out at 11 for two. So he was just doing the job of a third bat, a third batter anyway. So we might as well bat there. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> yeah, that's depressing. Uh, before I've gone with Ian Bell. Interesting shout. One of the most beautifully um, constructed English players to play the game. Yeah, technically yeah. brilliant. He's actually good to watch for someone who's not that invested in cricket. Because he yeah. would just, he was, his stroke was quite good as in what I always wanted to play the ball into. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like him. I, uh, and I'm jumping ahead. I like him so much, Chad, that he's my number five. Nice. Um, I remember he, oh, was, which Ashes was it? Was it 2015 Ashes? He basically was single handedly won an Ashes series for us as well. That was yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah, um, he was brilliant. Yeah, perfect. He, um, he, he was one of those ones where sometimes he wouldn't score loads of big runs, but you knew every time he picked up a bat and went out to the middle, he was scoring 30 at least. Yeah, 30, yeah. 40. I haven't done bad, too bad here, considering my confidence levels were shot at the beginning. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. Who's your number five, Brad? Um, this is off purely vibe, is Kevin Peterson. Yeah, love it. I mean, he's my number five as well. Oh, only, really? Yeah. Kevin Peterson, only if he has blonde tints in his hair. Oh, 100. I'm taking the 2005 <laughs> Kevin Peterson only, please. Yeah. I just he, want a little come, bit of ego. If he comes bald, comes with any any other hairstyle, he's going on. Yeah. He's got to come black with blonde tints. If I think what made Kevin Peterson... Kevin Peterson in or what I want in my team is I want his coefficient of peroxide in his hair to ego to be over one and I think once the peroxide went and his ego got got too much that's when I don't want him I also yeah, want nothing but vibe alone I want him to come so he's so South African too like you can't even, yeah. you can barely understand him like he yeah. just stepped out of Johannesburg first day in England got his England test cricket Get on going. Right, I'm playing for England. Yeah. Do you remember when he scored um, that double century? Uh, was it the? Was he at the Oval or Trent Bridge? And he started taking his gloves off in between balls, and he was just chilling out. I've yeah. never seen composure like it. And then he just kept, no. and then he'd go to the other end, 
and he put he put his gloves back on and he just started whacking it. Yeah. Is picking Kevin Peterson fresh off the plane from South Africa England's last vibe pick? Vibe selection. Yeah, probably. Um, Although Yeah. But, if I was to if I was to if I was to think about your batting lineup there, Brad, I'd definitely be swapping four and five around. I don't know whether I'd want I'd want Peterson in at four potentially, and Bell in at five. But is that the beauty of it? If you're a few down early, oh. and you just want a bit of stability coming in at four, steady in the ship, yeah, yeah, can't knock it. I was going to go, and this is when honourable mentions. I was going to go Peterson four and Flint off five for sheer vibes in the dressing room. That would be a vibe to the just for the night out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anything but the cricket. Yeah. Um, I think I think it would be a good night out, but I would hate to be any of the other nine players in that dressing room if I had to play with Flint off and Peterson at the same time. Yeah, especially in two thousand five. Oh, I'd hated it. Um, honor- any honorable, honorable mentions, Pat? Uh, Matt Pryor. Well. Yeah, Matt Pryor. I mean, we haven't got a uh, we haven't got a wicketkeeper batsman. <laughs> yeah, which is sort of bit of a bit of a mess. Um, I was going purely off batting. I think one 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 person that I probably would have maybe had in at five would be Paul Collingwood. Love it. Um, Just for his field. Ben Stokes. Yeah, just for his field and purely to be honest, Ben Stokes are. Would never want to play at five. I'd have always bat him at six, in my opinion. Um, so, we, like, 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 while some people might listen and think, "Why are you not got Ben Stokes playing?" I'd, I'd never want to bat him at, at five personally. Yeah, but he has been batting for at five for England most of his career. Does that show how awful English batting is? Yeah, and I, I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, do, I do you want to do you want to do an honourable mention for Ben Stokes in it not being in your top five? Oh. I would have done, yeah, but just because he single-handedly won a few games for England. I, I, yeah. I don't think anybody else has to yeah, his level. That's fair. Um, just there's also one that I wait to mention, and this is basically about 2005, but Grant Jones. Grant Jones, yeah. Um, yeah. Another wicket-keeper batsman. Love it. Yeah. I'm just just stuttering there because um, it's 45 minutes and 40 seconds. So the second half just kicked off. And it's now 4 0. But going back to the cricket. Oh, Brad, you're having a shocker here, mate. Yeah. So, 4 yeah, so, 0, that's pumping. You know I don't know why, but when I was young and watching Grant Jones, I used to love watching play and not a clue why. Well, he might have been a really good player. He just loves an underdog. Is he is he not a good player? Or? Yeah, he was all right. I think it was. Um, yeah, was I remember good. a good partnership he had with Freddie. Yeah, he had one hundred and thirty-three total dismissals. Honestly, like wicketkeeper dismissals is one of those stats that I don't know how that um, measures up against anyone else. Well, I'll compare so. Grant Jones was there for two years, played 34 yeah. games, had 133 dismissals. Matt Pryor, 
seven years, but 256. Mm. So, yeah, fair. Or the physics, he's done quite well there, hasn't he? Yeah, I agree. Right, boys, any thoughts for the week coming up? Um, I'm not sure. Apart from NRL starting, I think that might be a big topic the week. Um, yeah. I think every day is quite good because Tuesday, Wednesday, we get all the team news coming in and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we get the glory of watching as many games as we want. So that's one. Bigger of a punt on it? Um, I'm not really betting man yet. Do you? Mm, no, probably not. I'll probably have a look at what odds I can get and then not place the bet. That's what I like doing. Or put like a 22-fold hacker on. Yeah, like 50 you, where, you, where you can buy a house from get from a 50p yeah. bet. Yeah. yeah. Rugby league hackers are always very tainted, aren't they? Because it's just so... Not obvious who's going to win, but you can, you can put... Yeah, well, especially when you've got Salford going away to Castleford and doing a job on them and then going away to Hull and getting beaten. Yeah. Having a job done on them. Yeah. Um, you have to put score lines in, I think, for it to make it worth it. So, are we going Manly 13 plus? No. I'm on bollocks. Are we doing, are we doing NRL uh, fixtures this week? Yeah. Yeah, we will. You were done. Bring them up, then. So, first game of the week is Penrith v Manly. Oh, we're doing a bit of tipping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm going Penrith 1-12. to Pat? Um, uh, I'd go Manly between 1 and 12, just to mix up a bit. I'll go um, Manly 13+. plus. Oh, fuck off, Brad. Um... All right, next, Canberra, Cronulla. Uh, I'm going Cronulla, 13+. plus. Um, Ray, yeah, Raiders off the rap, I can't they? Yeah, Sharks, 1-12. Sharks, 13+, plus for me. Yes, love it. Nico Hines as well. Going to be a big season from the boy. But it is a bit... his head needs to be wet every week. Yeah. If it's not, I'm not liking it... the vibe. Needs to be liked, only his hair has been in the shower and everyone else is dry as fuck. Yeah. Should betting companies let you wait to bet on the Sharks until you've seen how wet Nico Hines' hair is? I mean, they've got to give us some sort of like order of service, haven't they? They can't just yeah. expect us to bet without knowing the wetness of his hair. Or after you've bet on, after, after you see how wet his hair is, all bets are called off. Yeah, yeah catch up. Almost like a draw, no bet. Like yeah, a dry, dry no bet. I don't hate it. Yeah, I agree. Next, Broncos re the Bunnies. Bunnies one to twelve. Yeah, I can't can't say I'm going to support them and then not back them. So one to twelve for me. Yeah, I think uh, I'll go Bunnies one to twelve. Like it's dependent if Adam Reynolds plays or not for Broncos. Why is he injured? Yeah, he's not played any of the... He's not been trained. Well, I'm not sure if he's not been training, but there's rumours he's not going to be playing. So. Yeah, but is he one of those people that has just done that much to the game? You just He just turns up to training and you give him a big jacket and say, go on, Adam, you don't need to train. Especially with all these 
these uh, incapable incapables running about. Um, yeah, he has done more than enough in the game, and he's absolutely world class. So I think he will be a big factor if he plays or not. Yeah, last thing on the Bronx, uh, Tyson Gamble, best man in rugby league. Oh, Jacob. Oh no, sorry, that's a complete best mullet out of the people who could be partnering Adam Reynolds in the halfback position, and that's why he should get <laughs> the halfback position. No, I like it. There are some yeah, unbelievable sorry. mullets in. Um, who, who's is your favourite mullet? I like Tino's. Yeah, Colatangis is an absolute joke. Yeah. One thing, one, one thing that was sad to see. I loved Jai Arrow's mullet post COVID lockdown when he was still playing for the Titans. I think that was one of my favourite mullets. Do you think the samba dancing took made him have to shave the mullet? A little bit less attention. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't samba dance and have a mullet. Ah, yeah, you can't. The world would explode. Mullet into samba dancing. Nah, not happening. Ryan Toto now has a mullet, which is beautiful. Yes. I mean, Big Papa. That is, is an old man mullet to into it. Yeah. proper summed him up as in, I'm going to old man you, and I'm going to old man you with a mullet. Yeah. I'm going to have this mullet and then convince you what the best way to draft a Tesco is. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got Roosters v Knights. Um, I think I speak for everyone. Roosters 13 plus. I might yeah. even go 20 plus. <laughs> might go 30 plus. <laughs> Play some fucking footy here. <laughs> that could be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But Kiri's not playing, so I don't think Roosters will be firing on all cylinders. He's not playing. No, I don't think. Oh, they've also still got Teddy and Joey Manu, who can just do whatever they want, really. Yeah, very good. Pat, what do you Um, think for Roosters v Knights? Yeah, Roosters 20 plus. No, Roosters 12 plus. 12? Nice. Um, Warriors Dragons? Um, This is going to be an awful game. I mean, it's kicked off 6.30 hour time. I'm definitely not watching it. Uh, not not this Saturday anyway. Um, um nope. oh, dragons one to twelve. Dragons one to twelve. I'd like to see the teams first, personally, but uh, just because the Warriors have the prospect. Oh no, they don't ignore me. Um, yeah, I'd probably go dragons one to twelve. Reese Walsh isn't playing. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason. Patrick uh, Warriors 1-12 to I don't know anything about these two teams so nice. um, speaking of bloodbaths West Tigers v Melbourne Storm Pat I want you to come in first 13 plus. Storm 20 plus yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that could be scary too um, but I will always well, back Jackson Aston so West Tigers 1-12 Storm are missing a couple of players, though. 
Who? Brandon Smith. Monster. Hmm. West Tigers. One's 12. Nice. Storm 13 plus. Uh, Sunday now. I, I, is it me or do you always find the Sunday? I know our game's a little bit rubbish. Yeah, there's a reason why Thursday, Friday and midday evening game Saturday are absolute rippers and then yeah. Sunday comes and it's not not the priority. Yeah. Um, but Eels, Titans, I'm going to go Eels, 1-12. to Yeah, same. Yeah, Eels, 1-12. And, and then, honestly, at that, this point, the Cowboys and the Doggies, I mean, at this point, I'm switching off. I'm thinking about my next week. Yeah. <laughs> Queensland, 1-12. Po- making podcast notes. Yeah, exactly. They're evens in terms of... Yeah, draw. I'm going golden point. Golden point draw. Nobody's kicking a drop goal. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Both shit, really. Yeah. In comparison to the other teams. Would you... Jed, with this, do you reckon if the Bulldogs are in Super League, do you reckon they'd walk it? No. Do you know? I, nah, I think... I mean, I might get completely shot down here. Or for you, Brad. I think if Saints were in the NRL, they'd make the eight. They'd compete for the eight, for the eight and that's just this year. I think any of the last three years, Saints would have at least competed for the eight. Uh, I just... I, on the 17 alone, maybe. I think if you have, what, a 32-game yeah. season, they probably struggle on squad. Yeah. But... but then again, like iron sharpens iron, so they're not playing against harbour teams in which they play, are they? So... Yeah, which, sorry. In which they play. That was completely making the point that I don't think Bulldogs would w- walk it because they get near one near the eight and Saints haven't exactly walked it. It'd be interesting. I'd like to see yeah. how they get on. Yeah, so. Um, all right, boys. Is that us? Um, I think so. I think that's us. Set us up nicely for next week when we go for our predictions. Yeah. yeah. Has anybody read uh, them? Did I write them down? I'll, me- I'll remember them. Yeah. I think um, up, yeah. another thing, I think Jed mentioned it last week, we are on the socials, on Twitter. Um, we are hammering Reddit a little bit. So if you have got any questions or if you do want to want us to answer any ambiguous questions, we're more than happy to oblige and probably ramble on for a good 10 minutes about whatever question comes to mind. So um, good session, lads. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice if to see you. Anybody's boys. got any ideas for the little challenge segment that we do as well, they would be uh, appreciated because the more random, the better. Or or fusion dishes that you can cook in the future, Jed. Yes. Yeah, we could do Jed's fusion challenge. Yeah, like it. I like it. Send some photos in and get, get like a poll going on the Twitter. Yeah. Next week, I will do. A steak and onions gel frazy. Steak ale. Steak and yeah. ale gel frazy. Yeah. A oh, steak and ale biryani. <laughs> yeah, that'd be class. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. All right. Cool. 
Cheers, fellas. Like, see ya. Cheers. Bye. Bye.